Cyber attacks, connected devices, and data are growing exponentially every year into the billions, trillions, and zettabytes, respectively. Neither people nor traditional cybersecurity solutions can keep up with the data or the attacks. On today's episode of Meritalking, I'm joined by NVIDIA's Matt Penn, Senior Data Scientist, and Killian Sexsmith, Senior Developer Relations Manager. They'll explore the burgeoning cybersecurity problem for federal agencies and how data and new technology approaches can combine to form a powerful weapon against bad actors. Matt, Killian, thank you both for joining us today. Thanks for having us, Gail. Really appreciate Appreciate it. it. First, can you share a little bit about your background with our audience? Matt, would you like to go first? My name is Matt Penn. I lead our DoD solution architecture here and my backgrounds in data science. My personal expertise and enthusiasms are around training AI with an emphasis on cybersecurity and deploying scalable data pipelines that combine large-scale data transformations and AI inference to derive meaningful context from raw data. Prior to NVIDIA, I was a member of the government contracting industrial base as a data science leader and practitioner at uh, large and mid-sized companies. Thanks. Killian? Yeah, thank you. Uh, So Killian Sexsmith, uh, based in Austin, Texas. I've uh, been with NVIDIA for about uh, 10 months and change now. I was with uh, Red Hat's public sector team for about five years before that, leading the uh, data science and edge computing uh, efforts in the field. Yeah, we're we're extremely passionate here about uh, Morpheus. We we see a lot of value that NVIDIA can add to this ecosystem and uh, really want to thank everybody for attending and, and thanks for hosting us. Thank you both. We're so glad to have the benefit of your expertise here today. So Matt, back to you. What is the biggest misconception about cybersecurity currently? Hey, great question. There are several kind of big misconceptions. I'll try to be brief here, but I think it's important to think about each of them. I think the first one is is probably throwing more people at it can solve the problem. And this is challenging for a few reasons. There's a persistent shortage in in skills in this particular area. There's not as many professionals as we would like. And then number two, that only tends to work if your problem size isn't so big. You know, when we start to talk about the enterprise scale cybersecurity challenges that we're facing today, we just need more than more people to, to take a meaningful size bite out of this problem. Second, I think a lot of folks think perimeter security is, is kind of good enough for their enterprise security posture. But that ends up not being so true. And, and one of the reasons for that is uh, authenticated users and systems shouldn't always necessarily be trusted users and systems. Today, there's roughly, I'd say, 95% of organizations are hit by credential attacks. So this means that authenticated users are, are maybe not themselves, and we need to cope with that reality. And I think the last one is AI is, is an extremely powerful capability. But there's a illusion that it's too compute hungry to be deployed on cybersecurity data problems. And I think this is because cybersecurity data tends to be extremely heterogeneous and comes in at extremely high velocity. And folks tend to make trade-offs. They, they analyze this trade space and, and tend to uh, move out with techniques that end up being shallower or more so based on heuristics. And that means they're probably not being as comprehensive with their analysis. Today, AI, you know, the types of techniques that you would want to use are, are based on maybe transformers or maybe classical machine learning. And, and there is that compute implication, but the hardware and software frameworks available today bring the barrier down. And today's just a very different day than it was a few years ago. So I think those are probably the four big things for me. 
Great. I think we're going to touch on a lot of these topics in our conversation. So let's get started with Killian, some insight from you as well. How do you view the cybersecurity problem today? Yeah, we we really see the cybersecurity problem as a data problem primarily. Uh, to Matt's point, you know, the application of artificial intelligence to data has not really been possible until recently to the volumes of data that we're seeing specifically in the cybersecurity space. So, you know, a lot of the data that currently exists goes unexamined. It ends up, you know, sitting in a file repository until an attack occurs. And then uh, SOC analysts have to go retroactively search through that to figure out what went wrong. It's not an incredibly efficient or, you know, proactive way of going about it. So leveraging AI on the data as it comes in will give those SOC analysts a much better tool, much better weapon to uh, get those early alerts uh, to differentiate the signal from the noise and to ultimately be able to act uh, much quicker uh, to remedy block the nefarious activity or at least identify it rather than, you know, potentially letting a breach occur for an extended period of time, which is obviously quite costly and harmful to the organization itself. So we believe that we have a fairly unique ability uh, in video proper in being able to examine all of that data, as Matt kind of alluded to there, uh, and leveraging our expertise with AI in order to get those, uh, the, that output and those results to those SOC analysts and ultimately to the other partners that we have in the ecosystem. We don't really envision ourselves as a cybersecurity company per se, but we do believe we have uh, some value to add to the ecosystem as a whole. Great. Thank you. Pulling on that thread of data as being a cybersecurity problem a little bit more, Matt, we know bad actors want to blend into the noise so they can collect information without being detected. What if that data noise could be turned into a cyber advantage for government agencies instead of their adversaries? What would that look like? Absolutely. Uh, well, I think we, uh, we can all definitely take better advantage of this noise. Uh, we, we know that the adversaries are trying to. So if I were an adversary, I would, be, I would be extremely interested in understanding what's considered normal for an enterprise. And then I would use that information to stay within the noise floor to reduce my chances of being detected for as long as possible. Today, we're seeing lots of organizations deploy sets of signature-based techniques. And these signatures would be really good at detecting known bad or malicious activities. And when we get an alert from these, we're extremely confident because these are you know, well-engineered signatures. Other organizations may combine the use of large enterprise models that are performing things like anomaly detection. And what they're doing is modeling normalcy across the entire enterprise. So if something is, is not normal or you know, less of a legal activity for that enterprise, it would be flagged. These two types of techniques, they, they may be rolled up in a you know, enterprise security software that an organization may buy. They may be homegrown, but where these two kinds of techniques tend to fall short is where your adversary does have a sense of what normalcy looks like. Right? They've got a little bit more insight into what that answer key looks like. And um, as a result, these two techniques will struggle. At NVIDIA, we, we aren't immune to these kinds of breaches. In fact, we were breached earlier this year. We deployed the usual suspects for cybersecurity tools and, and learned very quickly that it wasn't good enough. We looked on the shelf internally, as we do for many types of problems, and, and we tried to see if there was any software framework we had that could help close this gap. And we ended up looking towards Morpheus, our cybersecurity framework. And we looked at it because it kind of brings accelerated computing to cybersecurity, taking these modern data transformations and AI techniques up to speed in the cybersecurity domain. 
we developed a workflow that we call digital fingerprinting. And this digital fingerprinting workflow is designed to model each user and application individually on our network. NVIDIA has more than 20,000 employees, most of which are engineers uh, in some way. And we have, we have a need to model each of these. These technical resources have all kinds of access patterns. And modeling these at high fidelity gives us a better sense of what that noise environment looks like. And with more control over that, we can identify meaningful anomalies, anti-patterns on a user-by-user -user basis. And with this information, we have the ability to detect anti-patterns that are much more meaningful. Reducing the false positive alerts, perhaps hundreds of thousands per week, down to low double-digit, single-digit types of alerts. This ends up making your SOC analysts much more powerful than throwing more people at the problem. And with explainable alerts that are high fidelity, you can start to take a meaningful size bite out of this problem with even the most sophisticated adversaries. So I think the answer is yes, right? I think the understanding this noise environment is extremely critical. And I think if we don't think this way, we're leaving a lot on the table. So I, so I would super you know, encourage everyone to look towards our open source implementation of this. There's a saying I really like that uh, a rising tide lifts all boats. And that's, that's kind of why we released this, this workflow, kind of letting others you know, take a pre-built workflow and start from there. Thanks. Matt, thanks for that explanation. I think the, the real world applications of Morpheus are really compelling. And Killian, can you tell us a little bit about Morpheus? As Matt mentioned, it's an open AI framework for cybersecurity. Interested to hear a little bit more about what that means and how it works. Absolutely. So kind of what I alluded to earlier, we're not trying to become a cybersecurity vendor and compete on the open market. Our entire strategy is around helping the ecosystem, providing the advantages that NVIDIA can provide just with our knowledge of AI and GPU acceleration as it applies to cybersecurity. So with that, Morpheus, at the end of the day, is an SDK. It's a, it's a framework upon which other companies, other customers can build a solution and integrate artificial intelligence into that solution. So basically what it, what it really is, it's an extremely fast uh, data pipeline, which allows multiple different models to be deployed upon it and stitched together uh, with something that we call stages. It's a reactive programming framework that makes the best use of the resources that it has available to it and ensures that data is constantly flowing through that pipeline. So while Matt has talked about, you know, digital fingerprinting and all of the great work going on there, which is one of our most popular use cases, we actually ship with quite a few. We ship with, you know, sensitive information detection, phishing detection, uh, ransomware detection, fraud detection, and that's just the start. We have uh, only really gone GA with this over the last uh, six months or so, and we very much encourage customers to, you know, bring their own models, their own use cases. Hit us up, talk to us about something that they think uh, might be an interesting application of artificial intelligence to cybersecurity. And we are very happy to kind of work with you and flesh that out. So, you know, going back to the architecture of Morpheus itself, it is that fast data pipeline. We build on a few uh, key libraries and frameworks, uh, such as Rapids, uh, CyberLog Accelerator, Triton, TensorRT. And all of this uh, can be integrated with the uh, DPU itself. So a data processing unit like a Bluefield, totally optional, but we do integrate with that and provide a, a fairly elegant solution no matter where you are in the network. So if you want to deploy in the cloud, on-prem, at the edge, we have very low requirements for what Morpheus uh, actually needs in order to operate basically a Pascal or later GPU. 
And at the end of the day, we're data agnostic. So if we're pulling in data from log files, uh, from SIMs, from SOARs, from uh, the DPU itself, it really doesn't matter as long as you have somebody who can kind of massage that data, get it into a format that makes sense, input via file IO or Kafka, the pipeline will be able to manage all of that data once it's massaged into the appropriate format. We apply the models to it and we get an output that is typically, again, routed to uh, another one of your systems that uh, most companies will likely have in place. A semisaur, some sort of a dashboard uh, that gives the SOC analyst a heads up when uh, the AI starts to detect uh, one of those anomalies that Matt was referring to. So we're doing a lot of uh, active development with the community. Our partner network uh, is extremely you know, passionate about this and active. Uh, we have a lot of interesting announcements coming up. And uh, we actually had quite a few at the previous uh, GTC around our partner uh, and ecosystem development. But uh, yeah, I, I hope that answers your question as to what Morpheus is. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think that is really helpful to understand how organizations can bring Morpheus into their existing activities and build upon it. It sounds like the possibilities are really limitless for how you could use it. Just the flexibility and the low resource requirements are, are really key. Again, it is an SDK, right? So as long as there's a data source and something to do with that data, uh, we're extremely flexible in how and where we operate, which kind of goes to some of those zero trust principles that Matt was alluding to earlier. You know, we don't just implement security in one place. We want the versatility to be able to deploy it in multiple locations within an enterprise and a network to ensure that we're, you know, constantly ensuring that the people who we think they are actually are those people, if that makes sense. So to build on that a little bit more, Matt, what kind of results are you seeing from federal agencies or other large enterprises that are using Morpheus today? On the government side, we're starting to see the government think quite a bit bigger about their approach to defensive cybersecurity. You know, what I mean by that is they're, they're starting to pose questions or what would have previously been daunting requirements to the government contracting industrial base and cybersecurity software vendor ecosystem. Right. And, and, and a lot of this is, is because these types of techniques are, are now kind of feasible to deploy. You know, I, I'm seeing things like requirements that imply heavier weight AI ML techniques, perhaps techniques that were stuck in uh, either contractor or, or government lab kind of experiments and, and kind of struggled to get deployed into production. We're starting to see some of these, you know, pipelines getting deployed, you know, even, even the most sophisticated AI being deployed in small form factors the phrase flyaway kit or, or think, you know, compute no larger than what you can fit in your carry-on bag on, on an aircraft. That's kind of a powerful idea. And, and that's, for me, that's really powerful because uh, many of the places that these flyaway kits are going is they're plugging into disconnected networks. Burst to cloud isn't, isn't a, a possibility for these. So we need to pack, you know, heavy compute in a small form factor and deploy an efficient pipeline. And then, you know, flipping over to a little bit to, to another idea is, is kind of what Killian brought up about this DPU. So, so folks in the, on the government side are, are starting to think about their network adapters as not only essential for network communication, but also as a out-of-band, you know, cybersecurity sensor and enforcement point. Something that may have required another physical server to implement some defensive cybersecurity software or some data collection mechanism can now be deployed directly on your kind of enterprise server. Those are some of the themes that we're hearing, some of the discussions that we're being asked to be a part of, uh, and are pretty exciting. Now, on, on the integrator side or the software vendor side, we're seeing 
you know, folks really uh, get excited about the speed or the throughput they're able to achieve with Morpheus. And we're also starting to see folks really excited about the economic benefit that they're observing. If we can go faster and pay less, that's a big deal. That's a needle mover for a lot of enterprises. And then we're also seeing really encouraging developer productivity. Even the most junior, let's say, data scientists or data engineers coming out of, out of school, able to pick up Morpheus, you know, latch onto the Python API and build meaningful pipelines very quickly. And we're seeing even the most experienced developers that may not have been programming GPUs before pick up these same APIs and the same framework and deploy either existing pipelines that they've already built or invent new ones based on you know, sophisticated AI. So that's really exciting for us. As I kind of think about both of these buckets of you know, folks with requirements or folks with solutions is kind of this unified ecosystem. You know, some of my favorite conversations to have with them are those that begin with what if, or how about this, or what if we could do this, right? They're, they're really starting to have the gears turn, starting to really think about these capabilities that were more researched before and have an eye towards deploying these to enhance their defensive cybersecurity posture. Exactly. So it sounds like there's a lot of excitement at the agency level from applications in the field to developers creating new applications for AI and cybersecurity to the integrator community. I think we'll be excited to see what happens next with Morpheus. Maybe you can uh, share some additional real-world examples with us in the future. So before we close, we know NVIDIA's big GTC event is coming up in March. What can we expect to see around cybersecurity at the event? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Unfortunately, we can't really get into too many specifics around it. Otherwise, we will get our uh, hands slapped by the bosses. <laughs> Nobody likes to let the cat out of the bag early. But we do uh, have a cybersecurity track. So I encourage any listeners, as the event approaches and you're trying to map out you know, the events that you want to attend, please type either Morpheus or cybersecurity or uh, the DPU, uh, Bluefield, what have you into the search parameter, and you should come up with a list of the talks that we are giving. I'm personally giving one with our partner and ecosystem, uh, a panel with a, a few of our key partners that will hopefully be pretty interesting. And uh, a couple of other names to really look for, uh, Bartley Richardson is our director of uh, engineering. He's giving a talk and he's absolutely brilliant. He's much smarter than me and more eloquent, so please attend his. Uh, you may see something from Daniel, who is our VP of, uh, of cybersecurity. But uh, yeah, please just uh, do the search. Feel free to reach out at any point uh, and you'll see a lot more announcements as we get closer to the date. Just a couple of things I'd add to that is, is GTC is really you know, a place for folks to bring how they're taking some of this technology to their market for their bespoke problem set. And historically it's really been developer focused. It's really a great place to kind of learn how to take some of this technology and apply it, whether that be you know, deploying said technology in swap constrained environments, deploying it in cloud environments, using the blue field in order to capture the state of, of a system and use that to you know, make predictions about what's happening. These are the kinds of things that we've talked about at prior GTCs. It's just a really an exciting place to tune in. Great, that sounds fantastic. Thank you both for sharing your thoughts. You've given us so much to think about today. That's all we have right now, but the conversation, as you've mentioned, doesn't have to end here. Folks can register for the virtual NVIDIA GTC conference from March 20th to 23rd, 2023, to learn more about how we can use emerging technologies to strengthen our nation's cybersecurity. 
The website is www.nvidia.com slash GTC. Thanks again, Killian and Matt. We really appreciate your time. Really appreciate the time. Thank you. Thanks so much. Take care.